Hey, it's Gabe. I want to recommend a podcast I think you'll enjoy called What Could Go Right. On What Could Go Right, the hosts, Progress Network founder Zachary Carabell and Executive Director Emma Varva-Lucas, sit down with expert guests to discuss the world's most pressing issues. They look back at how far society has come and look forward to what it will take to achieve a brighter future. If you're looking for a weekly dose of optimistic ideas from smart people, listen to What Could Go Right wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. L-A-S-I-K, LASIK.com. Have a ton of questions about LASIK? You're not alone. That's why we created LASIK.com. One place where you can go to find every answer to every question on your mind. Like, how much does LASIK cost? How long does recovery take? How do I find a doctor? If you've been thinking about LASIK, go to LASIK.com now. Yeah, LASIK.com. Easy to remember, so you know where to start. L-A-S-I-K, LASIK.com. This Day in History class is a production of iHeartRadio. Hi, I'm Eves, and welcome to This Day in History class a show that uncovers a little bit more about history every day. Today is April 18th, 2019. The day was April 18th, 1688. Several Quakers in what was then Germantown, Pennsylvania, authored a petition against slavery. Early on, Quakers were proponents of slavery and complicit in the slave trade. But by the late 1600s, some Quaker colonists were calling the institution of slavery into question. Quakers weren't prohibited from owning slaves until 1776. And less than two decades after that, they petitioned the U.S. Congress for the abolition of slavery. But the 1688 petition marked the first time a religious body in the English colonies protested the brutal system. Francis Daniel Pastorius, who was a German-born lawyer and founder of Germantown, as well as three other Quakers in Germantown, drafted the petition on behalf of the Germantown Meeting of the Religious Society of Friends. In the petition, the authors argued that the oppression of Black people was just as bad as that of Quakers and Mennonites in Europe, that slavery was a turnoff for potential European immigrants, and that slave rebellions posed a huge threat to the nonviolent Quakers. In the late 1600s in the colonies, many Quakers owned slaves, and the Quaker slave trade was growing. Many English Quakers saw slavery as necessary to drive economic prosperity. 
Some Quakers had already found fault with the practice of slavery well before the Germantown petition, like the founder of Quakerism, George Fox. He said that Quakers should treat enslaved people the way they would want to be treated, and believed that the presence of non-Christian enslaved people could threaten the integrity of the Quaker family. Some Quakers against slavery thought that the practice was in opposition to Quaker values of nonviolence, equality, hard work, and humility. And in 1683, English Quaker Benjamin Furley was inspired by his fear of slave revolts to write a letter to William Penn, a Quaker and founder of the colony of Pennsylvania. Furley requested an end to the importation of enslaved people in Pennsylvania and the eventual freeing of enslaved people that came from other colonies. A lot of the English Quakers who objected to slavery did so because they believed slaves were unenlightened and dangerous, and many Quakers were fearful for their safety. The Germantown petition, on the other hand, made the argument against slavery one about human rights and practical concerns. German and Dutch Quakers weren't as used to slavery in Black people, while the English had long been reliant on slavery. That meant that slavery was more of an issue for Germantown Quakers than English Quakers, because people in Germany and Holland weren't particularly into moving to a colony where slavery was the norm. Though the Germantowners were Quakers, they were still outsiders in the Quaker community and had a cultural disconnect with the English Quakers. So several Germantown Quakers decided to raise the issue of slavery through a petition. They drafted the Germantown Friends' protest against slavery on April 18, 1688. They said in the petition, Now, though they are Black, we cannot conceive there is more liberty to have them slaves as it is to have other white ones. There is a saying that we shall do to all men like as we will be done ourselves, making no difference of what generation, descent, or color they are, and those who steal or rob men, and those who buy or purchase them, are they not all alike? Here is liberty of conscience, which is right and reasonable. Here ought to be likewise liberty of ye body, except of evildoers, which is another case. But to bring men hither, or to rob and sell them against their will, we stand against. The petition was first presented at the monthly meeting at Abington, where it was considered too weighty an issue to deal with. From there, it was kicked to the Philadelphia Quarterly Meeting and the Philadelphia Yearly Meeting and rejected in both places. Since the petition was not published, it did not have any immediate effect on slavery and society in Pennsylvania. Slavery continued and Quakers continued to profit off of enslaved labor, even as the authors kept protesting the institution and other Quakers wrote petitions. But the document resurfaced in 1844, when a Quaker publication called The Friend announced its rediscovery. At that point, the abolitionist movement was active and the document gained renewed interest. But the petition was once again misplaced and rediscovered in March 2005 at the Arch Street Meeting House in Philadelphia. Now, the document holds significance as a testament to the anomalous perspective on slavery Germantown Quakers brought to the colony of Pennsylvania and abolition overall. I'm Eve Jeffcoat, and hopefully you know a little more about history today than you did yesterday. And if you'd like to follow us on social media, you can find us at TDIHC Podcast on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. 
Thanks for showing up. We'll meet here again tomorrow. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. This is Malcolm Gladwell from Revisionist History. eBay Motors is here for the ride. With some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Brake kits, LED headlights, whatever you need, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Managing your diabetes just got easier. The powerful new Dexcom G7 lets you see your glucose numbers on your compatible watch and phone without finger sticks. And because Dexcom G7 is the most accurate CGM system, you can be confident in your food, exercise, and medication decisions. And all those decisions can lead to big results, like more time in range and lower A1C. Get started at Dexcom.com. Dexcom data on file 2023. If your glucose alerts and readings for the G7 do not match symptoms or expectations, use a blood glucose meter to make diabetes treatment decisions. For a list of compatible devices, visit Dexcom.com slash compatibility.